end of one week, starting a new one tomorrow. But we have a great day of characters and characteristics to share. So without further ado, let's chat, shall we? Roll it. Sorry guys, I had that like, I think I was going to cough or sneeze, I don't know. Good morning everybody, my name is Rob, this is Ultra Universe Live under the official Rob Basher Network. If you haven't yet, please go uh, to Twitch and YouTube, hit that subscribe. We're also on Discord and Post. All that information is in our YouTube um, description below, or will be after it's uploaded up to YouTube. Today we're going to do a character chat and discuss a character who has through the ages, evolved to become more, <laughs> excuse me, of what you would call an independent character. We are going to talk about Princess Jasmine. So, let's see if I can get this picture up really quick. Not that you guys don't know who she is, but you know, sometimes a visual helps. So, of course, Princess Jasmine from Disney's Aladdin, back in 1992, already from the get-go, was an independent and very charismatic, if not rebellious, character. The Princess of Agrabah, obviously, coming up to the throne, or, in her case, needed a prince to get the throne. But, from the get-go, she wasn't one to go down swinging, nor was she one to, you know, deal with the... These are the rules, that's how I'm going to do it. She is one of, um, she is the sixth official Disney princess as well, who is not of Caucasian descent. So think about that. We had a lot of movies up until then. It took that long, and she's only number six, at least at that point in time. Of course, we know her from all three Aladdins, Aladdin, Return to Far, and Aladdin, the King of Thieves. We have her in... Mickey's Magical Christmas, Snowden at the House of Mouse, Mickey's House of Villains. We get a silhouette of her in Lion King One and a Half. We have her in the Disney Princess Enchanted Tales, Follow Your Dreams. She makes a cameo in Descendants 2, one of the live-action versions of her. We see her in Ralph Breaks the Internet. We see her in the live-action Aladdin from 2019, and she will be back for the sequel of that live-action as well. Of course, you have all the video games she's in as well. You can see her character at the parks. We'll talk about that. The voices that we had. We first had Linda Larkin as her speaking voice. You might recognize her from, let's see, movies. Come on, man. You're not helping. Um, movies like Runaway Bride and TV shows like Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Murder, She Wrote, and Doogie Howser, M.D. Her Singing voice, Leia Salonga, I believe also did characters like Mulan, but she was or is a theater um, a, a theater person by trade, starring in various um, musicals like Les Miserables, My Fair Lady, Cinderella, Into the Woods, Cats, and even Sweeney Todd. Um, she joins other actresses like Jodie ben Benson, Paige O'Hara, and Anika Nani Rose, who also sang their various characters. So, in some of the live action, we had 
Courtney Reed from the musical, which I saw, a great one. Karen David from Once Upon a Time. We're going to talk about that show in a second. And if you guys did watch the 2019 Aladdin, Naomi Scott, <coughs> excuse me, portrayed her there. <coughs> Some of the inspiration uh, that we got from was Princess Bajul Bador from the Aladdin folktale, which is a very different story. <coughs> one of the animator's younger sisters named Beth Allen, and then actresses like Jasmine Guy, Jennifer Connelly, and Lauren McCall. <laughs> excuse me. Lots of interesting, <laughs> excuse me, lots of interesting um, character pulls from real life uh, people as well. Um, uh, the website that we got from is the fandom page. So if you want to learn more, I'm going to skip over some of the little details there. But, Obviously, past her background, she was developed back in 1988 for an animated adaptation of Aladdin, including a shallow, spoiled, and materialistic princess by the same name, whose brattiness served more as comic relief than what she ended up being in the Disney film. Her personality is fleshed out in a song called Call Me a Princess, in which she arrogantly flaunts her royal status. There is also another female character a tomboyish street urchin named Abby, who joins Aladdin on his quest to rescue the princess. At the end of Howard Ashman's treatment, who wrote this one, Aladdin is offered the princess hand in marriage, but he ultimately refuses in true love, Abby, the friend who helped him along the way. Um, however, as the movie went through, they cut his friend, his uh, the character, and they changed Jasmine to more of a strong and endearing character, that you actually cared about and probably wouldn't think so lowly of being bratty and spoiled. <clears throat> being animation friendly, they also redid uh, some of uh, Jasmine's confidants and friends, getting rid of all of her handmaidens and replacing him with one of my favorite Disney animals, Raja, her pet tiger. Come on, I couldn't see her without that tiger. Tiger's one of the best things in the entire movie. That's just my opinion. As it went on, they realized that they needed more of a stronger character. And even in the movie, Genie to Aladdin says, you're not going to find another girl like her in a million years. That's literally what the creators and animators wanted. So moving on to some of her other appearances outside of Aladdin. Because, well, as I mentioned, she was in quite a few. We did have the Aladdin series, which was a short-lived cartoon that her... Uh, Aladdin, Abu, Carpet, Iago, and Genie all find themselves on various adventures with some other characters from the franchise popping in once in a while. Um, she was also in one of the episodes of the Hercules cartoon series. A lot of the times back then in the day, they liked to overlap a lot. So we would see a lot of Hercules characters in Aladdin and vice versa. So that wasn't that weird. Some of the other ones I mentioned, like House of Mouse and the Disney Princess Adventures, uh, newer shows like Sophia the First, which is one of Disney Junior's newer shows. She has been in quite a few. Once we got to live action, however, we got to Once Upon a Time, which, as we know, put these storybook characters in a city called Storybrook with their non-fantasy characters or lives trying to get back to where they're supposed to be. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, of course, they play off many of the same, um, what do you call it, 
characteristic from the film as they do with the rest of them, such as when Jasmine meets up with Ariel from Little Mermaid and also meets up with the other version of Aladdin as well. Of course, we're not going to go into the story of that because we're talking about her, not the show. 2019, you get a brand new version of her, also um, live action. We get her handmaiden friend back named Dahlia. And in this particular one, well, she talks about in her song called Speechless, basically remaining silent or being, being remaining silent, being controlled by others or standing up and doing what you want to do. It also turns out by the end of this movie, spoiler alert, it's actually her castle that it's going to be given to. So she really doesn't need Aladdin, to be honest. But of course, the movie's called Aladdin, so you're going to put him in there anyway. This one was a very interesting version of it. However, live action does lose some of the charm as an animated movie does. But with actors like Will Smith as Genie um, and others, it was a fairly interesting version of the movie. Now, one of the things that we watch here at home, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and almost every time we have the Disney float. And who's on that Disney float? Well, characters like Jasmine, Aladdin, Cinderella, Tiana, Moana, Rapunzel, Anna and Elsa, along with your characters like Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, and the rest. Usually all singing a song that either is from Disney or a song made for them. Now these type of stances you see along with the theme park ones are really more of a way to bring the movies and stories to life. Of course, for those of you who've been to Disneyland regularly, Victoria, if you're watching, you know what I'm talking about. You'll know that you see these characters everywhere. And one of the biggest things people like to do is to meet their icons. Honestly, though, other than really nice uh, setup and really, you know, getting into the park, I think it's more of a character when it's on screen than off. But again, being a park character, you're not really doing a show. You're basically just there for fun. Now, if you guys didn't know, we had some chapter books that were printed uh, way back when, I want to say probably in the 90s. One was called Tales from Agrabah, and we actually see young Jasmine with a young tiger cub, Raja. So adorable, you got to check it out. And again, we get to see them at a younger age before they became who they were. And I love that stuff. I love how you can get that done. Usually it works better in books, but again, we learn, you know, her upbringing, what it was like being a princess living in the story. We also had the Kilala Princess, which was a, another Disney book type of deal. Looked more anime-ish style, but again, it's more of a adventure story. So it's kind of like what happens after or what happened before you decide. Of course, the video games I mentioned before, you can see her in uh, the games like Aladdin, Kingdom Hearts. Um, what else do we have? Disneyland Adventures on Connect, Disney Princess Enchanted Journey, and Disney Infinity. All those games you can play on various uh, uh, systems, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, you name it. Again, I like that stuff too because you get to continue on and you actually get to be the people that you play. In this case, you get to meet up with her. Usually in some of those games like Kingdom Hearts, they might join your crew for a minute, or they might just be someone you have to find as part of your mission. Now, the musical, I mentioned we um, uh, saw that my wife and I a few years ago. 
this was actually one of my favorite adaptations of this story altogether. Um, we got to see one of the original, the original guy who played the genie, as well, I think, the original guys, uh, guy and gal who played Aladdin and Jasmine, respectively. Only thing I will say, if you haven't yet, the music, for the most part, is 50-50. Some of it's the same. However, because of the change of characters, because of some of the things that were taken out, you had some new songs. I thought I was going to not like that. However, some of the new music might be a little bit better than some of the original. But then again, <clears throat> I'm a musical lover. That's what you're going to do. So we talked about her at the park. Um, some of the redesigns that you might have noticed. Outfits have changed. They might have covered her up a little bit more. Might have given her more flowing skirt at the bottom. Really, that is more of a visual when it comes to what um, the media is calling for. In the video games, it's kind of standard one 3D style thing. However, in books and in movies, depending on live or animated, you can draw or wear what fits well, but is also appropriate for the movie. You can't, you know, these are kids' movies, right? So you got to make sure the character looks correct for a kid to be watching. But again, in some versions, you know, in Return of Jafar, when she gets that different suit, when she's under the spell of him, but also in the in the musical version, while it is the same garb, it's a little bit different. So what do you guys think? Are you happy with how they change it, or do you kind of like the original? So really fast, some of the differences between the Aladdin and the Lamp from 1001 Arabian Nights, the Aladdin story, and Tristan Jasmine from the uh, Disney movie. In the original fairy tale, we already said her name was Baj Wilbador. I probably screwed that up a second time. In the original fairy tale, she was a classical type of princess, meaning the typical story written with the typical princess style. Think, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Prince Arthur type of deal from old English style. Uh, the original, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, the original character was an autonomous Muslim society in Western China since the setting of Aladdin is set there. A lot of people don't realize these stories are very loosely translated, and when Dizzy says they made a story, they didn't. They just took a character or two and made it PG for kids, if you want to call it that. Uh, the vizier was not interested in marrying the princess. Rather, she was engaged to his son. Again, in the real story, the Jafar character, known as the vizier, uh, didn't care for her. He was, you know, she was betrothed to his son instead. In the story, she gets married to Aladdin in the middle of the story, not the end. The African magician wishes to take everything Aladdin had wished for, and this also works on his marriage to the princess. So again, the genies, the characters that play the magicians, they are much darker and much meaner than, obviously, the one we got for the movie. <laughs> Excuse me. And lastly, both Aladdin and the princess live happily ever after, and Aladdin succeeds the sultan, sultan after his death and reigns for many years, leaving behind a long line of kings. Now that part, you can probably assume that's what Disney wanted to do as well. After they get married, you would assume Aladdin and Jasmine rule the palace for many years, probably have kids, and eventually they take over the line when the two of them either move on or pass away or maybe stay there, but just kind of sit behind the scenes, who knows. So, 
what do you think of this character? We got some more trivia if you want to check it out, but I will leave that to you guys. She's an interesting character that definitely has grown, but if you think about it, she was always an independent and very ferocious character to begin with. Ferocious, I mean, strong. Um, but she also has gone uh, uh, through many different changes as well. So we hope you guys enjoyed this uh, character chat here. We will do many more of those. Uh, I know a buddy of mine, Anthony, I'm not sure if you popped on, but I know you were telling me you thought this was pretty cool, so hopefully you'll be able to check this out. For those of you who are live, thank you so much. For those watching on replay, thank you as well. Keep that chat going. As always, guys, thank you so much for watching. And as always, stay curious. We'll be back at noon to uh, chat about, um, well, you'll have to wait and see. Bye, guys.